Hello, Yogi. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Aiko, and on this show, we explore ways to put spiritual theory into sustainable practice. Good morning, Sham. Good morning. So, last time we left on Sutra 20, Chapter 2, and we started this section, which will we will end today, um, which ends in Sutra 27, where we see what destroys ignorance because ignorance is one of the main obstacles in order to reach higher level of yoga meditation samadhi what we just talked about it before yeah and uh, it was brought up like the a comparison with the four noble truths of uh, the buddha yeah right that uh, everything in life in in a sense is suffering although that may sound pessimistic but it's too it's actually optimistic because if you think of it then that in case you like things there is something even better (laughs) yeah now i just remembered you when we gave back the dog we were taking care of from some friend of us who went out for holiday and uh, the dog was so sad when we left and you just told me Oh, maybe we should have given Frodo, which is the name of the dog, to someone he doesn't like, so he wouldn't be sad when he, when we, when those people would have give him back to the owner. So, because the Frodo was like super happy to be with them again, but at the same time confused and sad because we were leaving. Oh yeah, that that kind of everything has a seed of. Uh, suffering in it like also enjoyment has the seed of suffering in it because the enjoyment will end yeah so the dog was enjoying being with us but then had to suffer the separation afterwards yeah and it's happening also with us when we go for a holiday when we see friends that are living abroad or things like that yeah and of course it's part of life and it's it has its uh, its value of course yeah yeah definitely so um, let's go ahead with the Sutra 21, Chapter 2. Okay, so this Sutra says, Tad Arta Eva Drishya Syatma. The essential nature of that which is seen is exclusively for the sake of the seer. Yeah, so, so the, what this Sutra is saying is repeating something that was stated some sutras ago, that um, everything that we experience, it has a purpose. It is, uh, it is meant for us to experience and it is also meant to help us to, uh, to actually go beyond this, this world of sense experience. So then Sutra 22 reads, Kritartam prati nashtam apyanashtam tad anya sadharanatvat. Although the scene ceases to exist for one whose purpose is accomplished, the liberated purusha, like self, it has not ceased to exist altogether, since it is common to other not liberated selves. So, since if everything is meant for us to experience and to help us go beyond this world of sense experience, one way they wondered if that if when we become liberated, this does the material world cease to exist? Classical philosophical question that if a tree falls, 
in a forest and there is no one there to hear it, is there a sound? So, so the answer to this is that there is always someone, of course, not to speak literally of this uh, as a forest, but the world itself, there is always someone there to experience it. Uh, because there is an infinite number of selves like us, even if we become liberated, there will always be others, and the world will always be there for them. Mm. Sutra 23 Sva Svami Shaktyo Svarupo Palabdhi Hetu Samyogaha The notion of conjunction is the means of understanding the real nature of the powers of the possessed and of the possessor. So this sutra speaks about, uh, again, repeating something that was that we brought up in the previous episode from another sutra there, that the ignorance is consists of seeing ourselves and what we are experiencing as a unity when it's actually two separate things. And uh, it can be seen as uh, the owner and the owned. And those are two, two separate things, but we kind of identify strongly with uh, what we, so to speak, own, such as our bodies and and other stuff that we keep around us. I like very much the analogy of the body seen like as your home. And of course, like if you break a window, the roof or, I don't know, the stairs, you're going to take care of it. You will call whoever to help you out, to fix it. You now, maybe you have to work extra to fix it and you will take care and it's going to protect you when it's raining, when there's too much sun, but you're not the house, no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like you're, you're not your car, you're yeah. not your gadgets and, <laughs> yeah. and this and that, or your social media accounts. Sutra 24, Tasya Hetur Avidya. The cause of conjunction is ignorance. So here again it's repeating. Uh, of course, the, the, the whole of the Yoga Sutras is many times repeating the same things because we need to hear these things over and over again <laughs> until, until it clicks. The cause of seeing matter and self as a unity is the ignorance. That, ignorance of the fact that they are two separate realities, you can say. Sutra 25 Tad abhavat samyogha bhavo hanam tad drishe kaivalyam By the removal of ignorance, conjunction is removed. This is the absolute freedom of the seer. So, so these are very simple terms, actually. So, when we gain the knowledge, we see, we see that uh, these two things are separate. A very nice point here brought up in the commentary is to is to see see the difference between the self and intelligence because the intelligence is like the kind of most subtle material uh, element so because for example it could be easy in, in a sense to see the difference between the self and the body because the body changes but the fact that we experience like our consciousness always remains the same but but if you can kind of see the difference between yourself and the most subtle thing that, that you may actually identify even more with, I mean, you will actually identify even more with that. For example, intelligence, you may think that that's, that's really you. Okay, I'm not this body, but I am 
my mind and my intelligence. Mm. So if you can see the difference between the self and, and the intelligence, then you will also e easily see the difference between yourself and all the rest. Sutra 26. Viveka kyatir aviplava hanopayaha. The means to liberation is uninterrupted discriminative discernment. The way to become free from this conjunction between matter and spirit is to is to have an unflinching, uh, to always be aware of the difference between them mm. for like a prolonged time, because it's not something that's going to happen just overnight, but you would actually have to kind of go through a process of like knowing, like seeing that they are separate, but also kind of going through a process of, of a sort of a direct experience of them separating. Yeah, because there is a difference. Like we talk also, we talk about it the last episode. There is a difference between knowing something and experience that. So it's not that just you know you are not your body. Like until you experience that, until you feel it. And that to maintain that, it just sounds like so difficult for me. Because I know very well I'm not my body since, I don't know, very, very long time. Because I have Asian heritage and I've been told since I was a kid that there is life after life and we are not this body. But to feel that, because I feel this unity with my body. I feel pain, I feel hungry, I feel, I see things with my eyes so it's very hard I don't know if I ever felt or experienced in my entire life this um, division yeah like it's something that one can understand if you like if you think about it but mm. but yeah to actually to actually feel it and to feel it for a long time like one can have also like a flash yeah. of insight yeah. maybe for a moment but then to actually uh, for a long time feel it and and of course, it's always a, a disclaimer. It's not that one should be uh, like because hearing these things, one can also kind of prematurely become kind of dissociative, like to kind of not be in touch with with uh, with your body and with reality. It's you will actually need to be fully in touch with the world, but at, at the same time understanding yeah. <laughs> and feeling and feeling that they are two separate things. Yeah, and, and here again, the analogy of the house is very good. Like, you will still keep taking care of the house if something breaks, uh, or if it becomes dirty or something, but knowing that you are not the house. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, so, so yeah, to be fully, fully caring, but mm. gradually not identifying yeah. Uh, that is you but something that you are caring for yeah like it said before like we are the owner and and when we hear these things like we are the owner of material nature and uh it exists only for us this can can sound kind of you know like like we're some sort of um uh it can sound like colonialism or something mm. something like that we have to understand here that it means it's something we are taking care of we are like we are caretakers of this world it means like it's it's been put in our care for our 
growth. Mm. So it's not just like, okay, like everything is meant for me. So therefore I can just, you know, go and do drugs and, uh, you know, like whatever I just find enjoyable. But it means yeah. like, like it's a responsibility. Yeah. This, this type of ownership. Yeah. It's the biggest gift we got in this life. Yes. Mm. And then the last sutra for this time, uh, number 27, Tasya Pranta Bhumihi Pragya. The yogi's true insight has seven ultimate stages. So this sounds very mysterious. And um, the interesting thing here is that Patanjali does not say what these seven stages are. One of the commentators point out that this kind of shows that uh, Patanjali took for granted that people knew what he meant when he said this in his time. And also another point is that you need a teacher to unpack the, the meaning of these texts. And also I'm thinking that this could be to kind of spark your curiosity. So it, it doesn't have, he doesn't have to say it like he can just say there are seven stages through which uh, this kind of true insight happens. So then you, you can just go by yourself and sit, sit and meditate and, and kind of see, see what kind of stages you, you go through. Very interesting, this section. And um, yeah, this episode, it turned out a little shorter than the others. Do you want to give a short uh, introduction of the next section we're going to talk about? Yes, so the, it's going to be something that uh, most of the listeners will have will have heard about uh, ashtanga ashtanga yoga so it comes from from this book the yoga sutras so th- these uh, ashta means eight and anga means limb so ashtanga the eight limbs of yoga so it begins with yama and, and niyama and then there is uh, pranayama for example so these breathing exercises and yeah, so it, it's we're going to going to hear an outline of what the eight limbs of yoga are. Yeah, looking forward to that. I think it's very important, and sometimes I feel like these eight limbs of Ashtanga Yoga are overlooked because, like, these are the roots of yoga. So they really they really give the foundation to it. And uh, some people might think that yoga is a sort of gymnastic or stretching. And of course, it is also that. But that's not why it was created. It's not why you're doing that. And also, it has so many benefits to the body, to the parasympathetic system, all the meridians. Apart from the physical thing, I think it's very important to look at the deeper meaning of yoga and why we are doing yoga. Yeah, definitely. And it's going to be exciting to delve into and uh, get absorbed in. Okay, so then see you next time. Yes, see you and thank you very much for this uh, session. Thank you. I hope this episode fulfilled its purpose of inspiring you. If you like it, feel free to share it give a review or a rating, subscribe. And if you have any question, 
please get in touch at aikoota.com.